All set? Yeah, Vince it up. Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstar. Yeah, that's a good kick to <laughs> intro. Oh, he's choking to death. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Wow. That one took a lot out of me. Oh, not going to make it. I'm Dom. I'm Fan. Uh, we're embarrassing our wives by spending our uh, our latter years talking about early '90s professional wrestling. You know, my wife has a very good point. Until our our listening audience reaches at least ten, she's like, "Why the hell are we doing this?" And I say, "You know what? It's it, it's it's a uh, it's good therapy." It's good therapy for me because you know this is this is an outlet, right? To to express myself on things uh, uh, that I don't normally, you know. We used to get together. Uh, I was I was actually reminiscing on this the other day that we we when we lived close to each other, yeah, on the same street, <laughs> pretty much on the same street. Yeah, we would get together for like pretty much every pay per view, and it would be Mystery Science Theater three thousand. The entire time which is kind of what we're doing here just in more of a long form yeah um and i was reminiscing about that as you know it's we can't do that anymore because we we live much further apart so I, I said this is even if it's just for the two of us and you know my son because my son likes to listen to it too um <laughs> which, which is unfortunate i was just like just just it is explicit content in some parts but <laughs> I did mark that on there. Just, you know, get used to it. You know, 10 people, 10 listeners, I'll take 10 listeners and then I'll feel like, you know, yeah, we're, we're getting somewhere. But right now it's it's just like, it's just for, it's it's my therapy. That's right. It's for us. Anybody else wants to listen to they, They're more than welcome to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Hey, there's no change to these main titles. Nothing, nothing at all uh, in the main titles. We are at uh, July 4th, happy Independence Day of 1992. Still coming from the Hamilton, Ontario, Victor Cops Arena. The Coliseum, no less. Coliseum, yes. That's a place with delusions of grandeur, right? It's probably, <laughs> it's probably a, a kitty ice hockey rink for some kind of like quadruple A team. And like, it's the Coliseum. I feel like every minor league uh, hockey team's building was some type of coliseum in the 70s and 80s and early 90s you know if it's got a few uh columns it is hence a coliseum yes yeah. <laughs> they changed the definition yes exactly that's what makes it a coliseum we've got a column we we are now a coliseum i'm pretty sure we're in week two of this place yes we are vince has a, a little bit of an issue here because he is uh dealing with the fourth of july we're just in time for the 4th of July, by the way. Yeah, how did that work? 
how do you you're either there or you're not it's pretty binary you either hit it or you missed it you can't be just in time for it is it like 11 58 on july 3rd he's like holy shit we almost missed it. <laughs> <laughs> we're just in time for the fourth just in time oh thank god we've got an episode yeah and he's like as everyone here in america knows Vince, you're, you're coming from Canada, my friend. He's in Ontario. You're not in America. They are not celebrating whatsoever. You and your green screen are in America. Yes, even though Perfect's sitting there with a sparkler. If they were really in Ontario, they'd be like, what the hell? Like, right after the giant graphics come up about being in Hamilton, Ontario, he's like, everyone here in America. <laughs> Oops, you're in America. But uh, those people behind you are not. Well, because there's no people behind them. A big green screen is really behind them. Yes. You know, it's a pretty good green screen because Perfect Sparkler does not uh, have any weird fringing or edging. I mean, it catches the smoke. It's No. He's got some equipment in there. P Perfect's got the sparkler there, and uh, he's declaring his independence. But he stays with him for the rest of the show. But he's there the entire time, yes. I was wondering if they wrote him out because eventually he starts wrestling again. And I'm like, I'm declare my independence, and I'm expecting like Bobby the Brain to come in or something, the substitute. But no, he's there the entire show. Too bad this isn't like what three or four years later they could quote bill paxton we will not go quietly into the night just do his entire monologue yes exactly i think that would happen today we celebrate our independence day uh what's with the bomb more bomb <laughs> Back and forth like a hot potato. Yeah, they start throwing a bomb at each other. Yeah, it, it looks like they bought this thing from Acme. Yeah, like they're they're a coyote away from having this thing to be a Looney Tune. Exactly. I'm just waiting for the Roadrunner to run around in the background there. I was wrong. We're not starting with, but we will have Intercontinental Brett. Yes. We have another update of the uh, Big Boss Man's uh, situation after he got uh, beaten up. How's he doing? How is he doing? We'll find out. We're going to get Papa Shango. Okay, that's good. That's good. Maybe we'll see him wrestle this time. Hi on my why the hell are you doing it list. Repo Man's interview. <laughs> why are you interviewing Repo Man? Yeah, this one, this one doesn't make sense because we've, I mean, for the last few weeks, he's had a promo. We keep seeing Repo Man promos. So why does he need an interview? I have no idea why they're interviewing the Repo Man. Also in action, you're in my favorite, Crush. Crush. Again, we got Repo and Crush together on the same show. We have a better combo of these two. Yeah. I may be a minority. I like Demolition much better than the legion of doom no certainly because demolition was whether they were bad or whether they were good they were you know they were over either way and coming off of that I, like their their popularity was built within the wwf yeah legion of doom like they had popularity from the wwf but they also came uh, from uh, uh you know somewhere else before where they had popularity yeah i think legion of doom's best days were ever anywhere but the wwf yeah Certainly. I think the WWF run was not their best. Maybe like the first couple months when they were fighting demolition. <laughs> exactly. Those were the best. Well, it doesn't take more than two minutes, and we're in segment number two with uh, High Energy versus Red Types Bob Bradley and Joe Milano. Like the cookie. Oh, my goodness. Bob uh, Bradley looks like a, a formidable wrestler, but Joe Milano on the other hand uh looks a little skeevy he's got his porn stash going on yeah joe milano's got 14 matches bob bradley has the ever coveted 69 matches nice what's interesting that i noticed is that this match this match was billed like when they actually did this match 
it says on that site June 1st, 1992 is when they actually wrestled this match. Yeah, that would make sense. Remember, it took us about a month to see our show when we went to Penn State? Yeah. And then for the next month, we saw that show. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I guess they're taping a month early. High Energy still using Coco's music. I noticed that. The theme is still bird, bird, bird. The crowd is flapping. Like, yeah. Owen's not too happy about that. He does a little bit of the flap, and then he's just like, I'll just throw it over to you coco yeah frankie's on his perch to start he's not on coco's arm he used to come out in the arm and then they put him on the perch afterwards but now there's i don't know saving time or maybe Mm -hmm. maybe frankie just does not like owen it could be perfect makes the first reference of vince's hairpiece and this was like a running gag for years until they shaved his head at that uh wrestlemania with trump yeah where they would always say that vince is wearing a hairpiece but then it was proven he wasn't if you go two minutes and 25 seconds into the show, a parent in the stands is holding the kid up by his feet. The kid's kicking his feet. The person in front of him's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that. Oh, it's great. I was watching um, uh, bits and pieces of the, the mesh as they go along. And once again, we, uh, we make mention of the outfits. Mm-hmm. And we've brought this up before of how difficult it must have been to do some of the moves that they would like to do in giant hammer pants, big giant hammer pants. The crotch is like at your knees. Exactly. Well, yeah. Like Owen tries to do his best leapfrog over Joe Milano without getting his hammer pants caught on his head. I mean, you could get this look of the neon with the taxi cab stuff with tights. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they thought it would look too much like the rockers because the rockers had the the tights and they would every once in a while do like a checker pattern with the neon and that kind of thing so yeah bob Sparkplug holly was wrestling and stuff that looked like this exactly it doesn't work with the high flying gimmick that they're trying to go with you know they, they have too much wind resistance with those pants i mean this is really a takeoff of owen's team mm-hmm. you had the heart foundation then brett goes single yes nightheart needs something to do they pair him with owen they're wearing these outfits. Who knows what happens to Neidhart? And they uh, substitute Coco. And then Coco kind of like absorbs the whole team. Like mm-hmm. he's got the theme music becomes Coco's music. The, yeah. They're doing bird things for the audience the whole time. Shot of the Birdman action figure. Like Coco Beware devours Owen Hart. This being the early 90s, Coco had a huge following in the late 80s. So I think they're still kind of trying to use a lot of that rub because. Owen is fairly new to the WWF at this point. Yeah, unless you knew he was the Blue Blazer. Yeah. You wouldn't know Owen Hart. Exactly. Coco's been around. Coco's got some credit already, so they're still trying to use that. They get a little Coco sticky on them. <laughs> you know. Finishes with a pretty cool move. I'd like that. I mean, And even uh, red tight Joe Pornstash can like flip around a bit he does he uh has uh seamus's uh mayo tan like he looks he looks like mayonnaise Oof. <laughs> that's just disgusting uh bob bradley looks like he's the actual wrestler yes bob bradley looks like a formidable wrestler hence why he has 69 matches that's right nice <laughs> uh, he does get two shots of offense and he's the one who actually gets to get some offense yeah i think that's the legal limit 
for a red tight. You get two shots. <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. So, so you got a little bit of credit there, and that's about it. We got the picture and picture of Nasties with no Jimmy Hart. All by themselves. Yeah, I did notice that as well. And the promo was actually good. So they show that they don't really need Jimmy Hart. They don't. No, they did the whole angle of, listen, you guys are high energy. We get that. But, you know, we're going to take you down a street fight. You don't know how to fight that way. We know how to fight that way. You guys are with your high flying and you're flipping and you're flopping and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't do that, but we just kick the shit out of you. That's that's our job, mm-hmm. you know. So And the, that's effective. Yeah. That makes sense. You don't need Jimmy Hart with his 50s doo-wop clown costume jumping around no. w- for the Nasty Boys. No. Vince says the uh, Nasties will have a picnic <laughs> for the 4th of July like many here in America. <laughs> Once again, Vince McMahon. We're in Canada. Picture this. The Nasty Boys, knobs and sags. <laughs> on a picnic. Sitting on a nice little Argyle blanket with a picnic basket. A couple of glasses of whatever, eating sandwiches. What kind of sandwiches would our would our friends, the Nasty Boys, eat? Nasty sandwiches. Yes, I'm thinking a little bit of knockwurst. Something along those lines. That puts a weird vision in my head. And the Nasty Boys at a picnic. At a picnic together. Romantic yeah. picnic romantic picnic well you said they had glasses together <laughs> they could have thought someone brought the wine and a little chardonnay well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little blend whatever i don't know why not high energy's coming together as a team they got the they do uh, the beginning and the ending together they come into the ring together they, they mm-hmm. formulate this entrance where they'll both jump over the top rope together like a synchronized swimming team yeah <laughs> 9.5 the finisher's cool yeah i like the finisher i like the finisher owen holds uh joe porn up uh, sort of backwards <laughs> yeah it's basically like a high a high wire drop kick act where he's just dropping him from further so that's effective yeah and it, and it folds into the pin so. yes he does the flip over with the pin with yeah so yeah you're right owen's like holding him in uh reverse cowgirl yes and <laughs> the porn guy <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> Oh, goodness. Coco drop kicks him, and the momentum is supposed to carry yeah. both, like, the, the guy he's holding up onto his back and flips Owen to pin him. Yes. Which is, is kind of cool. It doesn't really work out with, you know, this jobber guy. No. Owen literally had to jump and flip himself over, but with a better, with, like, a guy who can actually take a bump. Yeah, better than uh, than our porn mayo man. Yeah, well, if they had the the opposite angle on there where you could see Joe Porn's face, you would he see him mouthing the words lower, lower, lower. lower. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thankfully, we're out of there. We are in the update from the pages of WWF magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene is wearing uh, my grandmother's uh, funeral upholstery tie again. Again, he must love that tie. The inside of her caskets on his tie. Always be closing. Gene is like to the left of him. Actually, I guess it's uh, audience left. Has uh, two videos, Battle of the Superstars and the WBF video. Oh, God. They are still trying. I, I'm, You know, we should have put an over-under on the amount of weeks we would have had to deal with this WBF crap. <laughs> like, how many, t- how many weeks over-under 
do you think they talk about this before they finally before finally you know vince puts the hatchet and is like all right it's done we can't do this anymore i think the end is near because please we have a time change for the show mm-hmm. that they announced a couple times during this one yes we're getting a phone call to the boss man did you notice that gene is talking about how uh he'll, he's never going to come back and he is uh probably done and uh he's, he's morally crippled <laughs> And he's just, he's not going to be the boss man of before. And then he calls the boss man, has an interview with the boss man, who says, yeah, I'm fine. I lost some weight. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, that was made mention of how they, they, you know, you've lost some weight because of the beating that you took. Yeah, I think he lost some weight because Vince said, you're taking four weeks and you're going to lose some weight. I was going to say, uh, if everyone want to come beat me up so I can lose about 40 pounds, thanks. <laughs> That's one way to do it. I mean, the boss man was significantly bigger when he was with Hakeem. Oh, yeah. He was enormous when he was with Hakeem. He was like tugboat size. I'm interested to see when he does come back. Like, is there a significant change in his look? But I I remember from, you know, like even WrestleMania uh, 15 that we went to in Philly when he he got hung got hung in the middle you know middle, like i remember like you were like a kevlar suit yeah he's like a swat guy but he he still looked he looked noticeably thinner at that point in his career yeah um, i'm interested to see when he does come back here like what what does he look like is it is it a noticeable difference in his weight loss they show the whole beat down again they show the entire thing <laughs> if you go seven minutes 16 seconds into this episode right mm-hmm Nails is beaten, beating the hell out of him. Yeah. This is a guy who ran in from the audience. So if this was any other sporting event, mm-hmm. the show is now in chaos, right? This outside person has come in. Yeah. We should have cops coming down trying to stop this, protecting the fans <laughs> and the talent. Of course. This should be like totally unexpected. Like that guy who ran around in the Super Bowl. Like all of a sudden everything shut down. The game stopped and nothing mm-hmm. was going on except getting rid of this guy. But seven minutes, 16 seconds in, mm-hmm. boss man's getting hammered. This thing should be like a travesty. We should be like emptying out the arena for safety. <laughs> but the beer man is over there like hawking his beard. <laughs> Just walking by trying to sell stuff in the middle of this beatdown. Oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, he's like... With his red hat on. Yeah, beer here. Beer here. Guys <laughs> beating him up, beating him up. And here's the and here's the thing, and, it's, and of course it's been made mention of several times on this podcast, and, and uh, you know, Perfect and Vince have made it, made it known that we knew this guy was coming. Right. In this day and age, there was more of a build up to these different characters and things coming in. But I feel like this could have had a greater impact, this whole beatdown segment. I think it could have had a greater impact if we hadn't seen that stuff. Yeah. And this guy just came out of nowhere. Uh, You know, even with the stupid, you know, orange jumpsuit on gimmick, that's fine. Early 90s, I get it. But like, what if he came in without any build up? Mm Mm-hmm. And and did this beat down? Don't you think that would ha- it would have had a lot more of an impact? As like, who is this guy? You know, he's coming in. Somebody get in there, stop this guy. You know, kind of like a. Um, I think of like when uh, Adam Cole and um, uh, Bobby Fish and them made their appearance at, at the NXT and just came in, you know, out of nowhere and just started beating up people. And I I had no idea who Adam Cole was at that point. Um, but it, I think it just it had such an impact there, and I think this would have done the same thing if we didn't have this build up, knowing that this guy was coming. Yeah, like news report: man escapes jail, or uh, just something like one little tease. Yeah, 
then the guy beats him up, and then you spend the next four weeks while the boss man's out trying to explain who this guy is. Exactly. Exactly. Like, why'd you beat him up? He's like, well, you know, I was yeah jailed by this guy, and he tortured me in the thing, and like show show some of the show some of the vignettes that were before, after maybe with a, a different voiceover, you know, because it was all about he was coming, he was coming. Mm-hmm. I think it would have had much more of an impact. I think it works either way, but your way is probably makes more sense because why would they ever let this guy out of jail while he's threatening yeah. the dude forever? Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> it's a cartoon show. Yeah. Yes, I knew it was you, Nails. <laughs> yeah. There's no mystery to that. It's not like who yeah. ran over Stone Cold. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no mystery. We know it was Nails. He he basically told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who would listen. Hey, I'm going to beat up the boss man the second <laughs> I'm out of jail. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't let you out. <laughs> Maybe you're saying this to your parole officer right now. <laughs> that's not a good. That's not a good sign. Nails walked through two miles of shit to get (laughs) (laughs) It came out clean on the other side. (laughs) Uh, So they, yeah, they have the call with the boss man here. They're showing all kinds of bruises. I'm wondering, like, what are the bruises from? Like, if these are actual pictures of boss man, it's a pretty good makeup job. Or these are actual pictures from something that he got screwed up on at some point. Yeah. Did someone go kick his ass? <laughs> yeah. The eye looks actually pretty good. Whoever did the makeup yeah. did a really good job. Yeah. The eye is the eye looks pretty real. That's why, that's the one I was alluding to there. I mean, this was the day where they'd probably be like, I'll give you 50 extra bucks if we could beat the hell out of you. Yeah. So who knows? Or maybe they just let Niels do it. Or, you know, Bossman could have been out for legit stuff. Maybe that maybe he got knee surgery. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Just don't know. Uh, that would take research, and I ain't doing it. <laughs> the eye looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I buy it. I don't know why they show the the um, the black and white of just nails on the left side of the screen while they're showing all these videos too. <laughs> he just looks. It looks silly. I kind of like the very end of the uh, segment where they have that extreme close up of nails. He's just staring down with the nightstick. Yeah, the slow mo as it as it closes in on his face there. <laughs> So, but he says, uh, the boss man says he'll be back a lot sooner than Nails thinks. Yeah. Uh, as we close in on Nails's face there, his lovely mug. Yeah, so we're uh, segment four and uh, Permatan Bronze Tight. <laughs> this guy is the bronzest man I've ever seen. He looks like the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. jason knight jason knight it has it as his real name so i'll go with that had 87 matches on the iwbd Hmm. uh and also wrestled in ecw under the name are you ready yeah jason okay (laughs) just jason so fill in your friday the 13th jokes here yeah Brilliant promoter Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah, this is you're, you're Jason Knight. We're just gonna cut it to Jason. Trust me, it'll work. R- wrestling mastermind Paul Heyman. Yeah, on a re- real off day. <laughs> well, you see, sir, <laughs> you'll be Jason. You'll be Jason. Yeah, out comes the model, still wearing uh, Tatanka's horse shit. Yeah, he comes out with his Tatanka feathers and, and even. Uh, you know, fondles them a little bit at the beginning of the match. The, the audience is killing me on this one. There's somebody who came in with a model is a moron sign. 
I'm just trying to think of this household. Like, this took time. Someone's like, we're going to the show. And nobody pisses me off more than the model, Rick Martel. <laughs> and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. I'm going to write, the model is a moron. And this has got to be my hill to die on. I'm going to bring in this sign <laughs> just for this match, which I don't even know is happening because we saw the cards. They wouldn't tell you. Yeah. Like, they'd tell you like the three main events that you were going to get that the audience at home wasn't. Mm-hmm. But the other four hours you were sitting through, you had no idea. But if the model shows up, I'll be ready because <laughs> I can't stand this man so much. I've made a model is a moron sign. Yes, that'll show him. It's like, that's the dude? Yes. Like, all these other storylines, and, like, someone's really pissed off that Tatanka got his feather stolen. What if the model was, like, coming down the aisle, you know, just all arrogant, doing his thing, and he sees this model as a moron sign, and just, you know, one single tear. He's just crying. He goes back into the locker room. I can't go out. (laughs) I can't do it. can't do it. I thought I could pull off the heel thing, but I just can't take the heat. This heat's just too hot. I can't do it. It's too much. It's too much. I can't take it. Whoever's in the back producing the show is a genius because they keep on cutting to ugly people booing him. Oh, there was tons of them. Just thumbs down. The ugliest fans you can find. Yes, with the biggest, thickest glasses you you could you could have. Yeah. Oh goodness. Oh, we get a picture and picture of of the model of the model. This is one of those ones where they're doing a lot of the uh, people who are wrestling are going to comment about themselves. Yes, and this is where I started to get into my rut with this mm-hmm. show we started talking a little bit before we started the show tonight but it, i'm just like you know in today's day and age uh, of watching wrestling it's things happen every single week sometimes things happen uh, you know more than once a night yeah. between uh, a feud that's going on nowadays in 1992 it was one thing that happened between two people and that thing lasts for nine weeks <laughs> yeah um stories are told four times as fast now yeah it's just crazy you think about what's the feud here well the model stole tatanka's feathers he stole tatanka's feathers six weeks ago right it, it, according to this uh, timeline here and we are still going with that story well we know he's in the building we saw him last week why doesn't he just get his shit back i know exactly like he's in the same room <laughs> <laughs> you know in today's day and age there would have been a payday like that night you stole my feathers let's have a match right now yeah exactly <laughs> they book it exactly and if they were on smackdown with teddy long it'd be a six man yes exactly exactly so I mean, they they they're just milking this stuff as much as they can, and I guess they you know for a, it was a Saturday morning, it was a one hour show. They're not trying to pull off a three hour on a Monday night primetime slot, right? Uh, during this, so they can milk this stuff. They they could. And the weird thing is, we read the card for SummerSlam, and nobody's fighting these opponents. Yeah. So we're never going to see the blow off of these things. Yeah. Well, that comes up later too, and I'll, I'll get to that. The bottle's wrestling different in this. Like he's aggressive. Like he spent a lot of time in the other matches uh, losing. Mm-hmm. In the last couple model matches, he'd almost be getting beat up for a good chunk of the match, and it was he's kind of like worming his way out of getting like even this red tight can beat the model but the model's just a little bit shrewder yeah and will eventually get the upper hand but here the model's just like being a badass he's really kicking his ass the whole time yeah i feel like this jason like could have could have been somebody if he just had a gimmick because he's he's got a he's got a decent look obviously i mean he's got the same spray tan as rick the model he was jason (laughs) (laughs) just put a just put a mask on him 
and a, and a meat cleaver. I wonder if they did. Oh, that'd be great. The ECW's on the network. We may have to hunt down Jason. I might have to see if I if I see him on there. Their search feature is so terrible. It probably you can't probably couldn't put in Jason and get it. No, you wouldn't have any idea. Uh, always be closing. We got an ad for Body Stars now on Saturday at 10 a.m. Yeah. With the return of Lex Luger. And I was trying to look up how many, you know, we talked about this before, how many episodes it actually had. Mm-hmm. And every single site that I go to that says something doesn't have like an episode list at all. It just says that it was a show. We have uh, pre-med Vince for this one. Oh, no. It's a touch of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> the uh, model is driving his pink knee pads into the chest area. The chest area. The chest area. So it's around the chest. The area of the chest. <laughs> it could be the arm. That's close to the chest. Yeah, extremely specific. <laughs> yes, and that is your touch of Grey's anatomy for this. Ew. Crab and it's over. This is like the funniest ending. He gets the arrogance spray, right? Mm-hmm. He's ready to spray the red tight. The ref comes in, like waving him off. He's like, Don't spray the guy. No, can't do that. And the model just shrugs. He's like, Okay. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. Fine. You get off easy this time, Jason Knight. But next time, I'm coming for you. He can make that part of the act. Like, you don't deserve to be sprayed. Do you know how much arrogance costs, like, per ounce? It's, you know, perfume ain't cheap. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good. Dude, we should have been writing. Oh, we're such, like, armchair wrestling promoters. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 some years later, 30 some years later. Yeah. Why wouldn't they listen to two 13 year olds? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in 1992 or whatever it was. We know what we were talking about 30 years ago. Yeah. Once again, we go off to uh, a cut to the WWF fan club yes uh there is a sign up now for the official fan club it's fun get the merchandise catalog special birthday issues Mm -hmm. uh you know if you wanted to show friends at your birthday that you were uh, just as much of a dork as they thought you were um, (laughs) join the club be a part of it and get the cassette tape. I saw this cassette tape there at the end. I was like, oh, I want that. I would join just for that. I want to know what songs were on that cassette tape so I could Spotify the crap out of them and just have that as a playlist. This commercial was cut so quickly, it literally could trigger a seizure. <laughs> I tried to go through everything they were trying to show me in order. They got Hogan, then the membership mm-hmm. card, yep. a thing of old photos that you'll get, uh, Fanfare, the newsletter, a merchandise catalog. The special present is a mini duffel bag keychain. Unfortunately, the duffel bag Xbox took a shit in. So, <laughs> and then the theme song tape. And once again, this is the second time that we've seen uh, not this particular ad, but an ad for the fan club. You have to apply. Yeah. Like I could get rejected. Yeah. Like yeah. my credit score might not be high <laughs> enough. But check your credit score. Yeah. Yeah. You might need a lawyer. It's like, if you practice a little more, come back next year. Yeah. Take some lessons. Practice, practice, practice to get your application. Get my application submitted. We go right out of that application into yet another quick one. You don't, you know, unless you notice it. Once again, we go right to the small child eating the head of a crush. Off an ice cream ball. At Sergeant Slaughter. 
Oh, is that slaughter? It's oh, slaughter. Oh no, I, I I wrote my sentence wrong there. As Crush comes down the ring, that's what it was. So he's, yeah, Crush he is ate... going to fight Red Tight Kerry Davis. Yes, he ate slaughter's head. <laughs> he ate slaughter's head. Uh, and his and his double wide chin. Yeah, that's you get yeah. extra ice cream bar if it's slaughter. Yeah, that's good. The earthquake bar is like a family pack. <laughs> uh, you get discount for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is this the first time we've heard Crush's music, or did he come out to this stuff last time? Because I was like, "This is uh, what what music is this?" And then out come Crush. I don't know if it's the first time, but I did notice the music. It's not bad. It's okay. Yeah, it, you know, it fits his his nineties gimmick. The intro's good. I was okay with it. Uh, Red tight Carrie looks like Tiger King Joe Exotic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Carrie, I have Carrie Davis sporting a very early nineties mullet. Oh, it's Mullet versus Mullet with Crush versus Kerry Davis. Kerry Davis has, yeah, 15 matches all in the WWF. But as I mentioned last week, this could be inaccurate because uh, I noticed with some of the matches last week, they didn't even have them uh, marked on the IWBD. So, uh, hmm. oof, oof. Yeah, Joe Exotic. Yeah, this is another we could have been wrestlers guy. Yeah, oh, for oh. sure. Yeah. I could have done this match. Well, I mean, uh, Kerry Davis just gets pummeled through the entire match. No offense whatsoever. Crush just gives him tons of power moves. I am big. I crush things. Yeah, I mean, the first three hits is all he gets to show how indestructible Crush is. It's not even offense. Yeah, It's like offense by defense. Like, I'm hitting him, but there's no effect. So He, He kicks him once, and then he punches him three times, and it's like... Crush gets more powerful with each time he gets hit there. Like yeah. the first one, like the kick, he actually doubles over a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then by the third punch, he's back straight up and ready to pounce. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Always be closing because Crush, he's taking Ica Pro. Oh, of course he is. Of course he want is. It. I hope he's taking the wind. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they had stupid names. Yeah. <laughs> wind. <laughs> Wind Ico Pro. I want to find some Wind Ico Pro. Uh, Crush is like my uh, move of the day. Actually, no, the Beverly's top it. But mm-hmm. uh, Crush uh, guillotines the guy. He slingshots him uh, off the top rope. Like uh, Joe Exotic is on the top rope. And Crush <laughs> yeah. jumps over the top rope by holding his head and goes to the floor, slingshotting Joe. Slingshotting him back. To uh, Carol Baskin's house. <laughs> and yeah. Just, yeah, just orbits him i was like that's a pretty good move that, that is well any move in this uh error that involved a wrestler going over the top ropes just seemed like whoa what was that whoa he left his feet yeah exactly especially for a big guy you know because big guys in in this era were like slow moving big power moves like they didn't do a lot of fast high high flying moves so for them to jump over the top rope to the floor that seemed that was almost like a high flying move for a big guy. Yeah, this is almost a reason to stop doing that kind of stuff because you got Ricochet bouncing all over the place like a ping pong ball, and like two months in, you're like, "What else you got?" Yeah. Can you cut a promo? Can you tell a story? You're you're a bouncing ball, but now what? So, and here's Crush that has like no moves whatsoever. He does one move that's out of the ordinary, and you and we're thinking it's great. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the way to do things. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it seemed to work. It seemed to work. He does the, I'm going to crush this person's head. Yeah, he calls for it. They show what looks like a, um, 
budget Brandon Lee in the front row of the crowd. He's just like, yeah, crush him. He's got the Brandon Lee hair and is like, this must be, it must be pre-crow. Yeah, they have a, I don't know if they're prompting the fans to do that. I hope so. Or, or if they're really getting into his character. Like, I guess we'll find out because I don't remember this character being that over. No, me neither. Uh, they have him getting beat up by a clown at WrestleMania. I'm pretty sure Doink kicks his ass. Yeah. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, Sorry, my gimmick's better than yours. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second week, they didn't help the red tight back up and hold his arm up in good sportsmanship. And then mm. when he puts his, drops his hand, the guy falls to the ground. And just falls down. He should do that. That would be part of his, that would be a good part of his gimmick to keep. Yeah, that would have been fun. Well, I guess how many times can you laugh at that same joke, but still. I, I could laugh at it a few more times. Yeah, I, yeah I think that's what we've come up with. We, <laughs> yes. need a, we, we want it a couple more times. Yeah. Come on, Crush. We're disappointed. We went to the show, we wanted to see the thing, and it didn't happen. We would have got left and gone home a little bit sad. We... <laughs> uh, how was the show? Oh, Christian, yeah. Christian pick up the guy so he could fall. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Uh, event center with sean mooney uh, hello sean mooney a little bit late in the again. show for sean it we, is we actually had the way for him uh, brought is. to you by the uh, ice cream bars always be closings get some again. ice cream bars again hulkster of course on the front of the ice cream bar that they show yeah yeah he's still the, i mean he's the household name he, he is still there you know he's there but he's not there no but you got your your mom in the thing you're buying the ice cream bars. You don't know much of wrestling, but you do know Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. You're not putting Tatanka on the ice cream bar cover. Uh, I want my ice cream bar to say, Yay! <laughs> that would be great. It, it's so good, you'll say, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that could have worked. I would buy that ice cream. That's right. All right, and here comes your favorite person in the world, Kamala. Oh, my God. I thought his matches were good. <laughs> this promo this, is out of this world awesome. This promo <laughs> is so great. awesome. I absolutely love this. I just have Kamala promo is hilarious. Like, they should have, like, Whippleman's good. Like, he, do, he does his thing. And it's all Harvey talking because, of course, you know, Kamala... Can't talk. He doesn't talk. Can't talk. And Kim Chi's going to say a few things in in some gibberish that he's trying to make it think is Ugandan. <laughs> That's wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, Harvey's just talking about how Kamala is such an animal. Like, he doesn't feel pain. But the, the hilarious part of this is Kamala. The entire oh time. <laughs> so, the entire I time. Set the stage here. Oh! So. <laughs> please, please. Give it to me. Give it to me. And then Harvey I'll go into that. is, yeah. uh, you know, he's cutting a heel promo. And he's trying to get all his heel points across. Mm -hmm. And he's just delivering the promo. And it's all going well for the first couple minutes. And then Kamala has still has no clue why he's in a studio what's going on next to him he doesn't understand that this guy's trying to cut a promo and just starts looking around the studio <laughs> bewildered eventually he seems to want to eat the cameraman <laughs> and by the end of the promo you can't hear a thing Whippleman is saying anymore. I, I wasn't because... paying attention after the first sentence. <laughs> he's still trying he's still completely 
trying to like com- pretending Kamala's not being distracting. He's being a total pro, trying to get through his promo despite the world around yeah. him like going crazy. Yeah. Whippleman's trying to get through his promo and louder and louder <laughs> and closer and closer to this cameraman. Kamala is just like. <laughs> He's got like his tongue in different places. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he swear you look at him and you know he's looking at this camera, <laughs> thinking it's from Mars. Like yeah. he's never seen technology. <laughs> he has no idea why the thing is pointed at him. Exactly. He's starting to get nervous and threatened by it. Yeah. And Harvey is just trying to cut this promo <laughs> that you no longer can hear. <laughs> like Kamala's completely taken over the promo. I had to go back three times to listen to <laughs> Whippleman just so I knew what he was talking about. Because as soon as you see Kamala just go off on there, it was the only thing that you could watch on that screen. It took me until the third time to realize Kim Chi was even in the back. He's in the back, he's, he's trying in to the calm back. down. He's trying to pet his head. Exactly. <laughs> Kamala is the greatest act of all time. It's the the best act ever in wrestling. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Uh, Making the noises like he's an animal. Yeah, I have that. Non-stop. Just non-stop mugging at the screen. Uh, It's unfortunate because my, my sheer just joy lasted well into British Bulldogs promo afterwards. And I was like, oh, wait, there's another person on the screen. At this yeah, I mean, Bulldog can't <laughs> follow Kamala. <laughs> you should have put the Kamala one after <laughs> British Bulldog. Because Bulldog's promo just had nothing to it after that. You just saw Whippleman and Kamala <laughs> and Kim Chi cut one of the best promos of all time. And they go to the British Bulldog saying about how he's he, he goes into the... the um, generic gimmick promo of how he's training harder than ever in the world wrestling federation because everybody's you know bigger and better and he's ready to take on any and then of course he calls out repo man yeah he he pulls repo at the end of it meanwhile it's it's even better (laughs) without sound (laughs) i'm watching it over here on on mine it's so great i got the sound down you don't even need it you just look at him the entire time wonder just like i'm gonna show that to my kids and and see what their reaction is this is the perfect uh uh, uh promo for them to watch and i want to i want their honest take on this this character not knowing anything about him ever it's the greatest thing ever put the film yeah certainly go 18 minutes in folks <laughs> kamala will make your day yes yeah, can watch that over and over <laughs> He's got his, his, his shield in front of him. Oh, it's great. <laughs> he's scared of the camera. He has no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's scared. Oh, it's, the, it's the greatest. Segment eight, Papa Karma. Yes. The good godfather. Versus Joe McMullen. McMullet? Joe McMullen, also known as uh, internet music teaching sensation Steve Suffrage. <laughs> Doctor. Dr. Steve Suffrage is in the ring. See, I told you we could have been wrestlers. Steve is. Yeah, Steve, if Steve could wrestle, we could. <laughs> uh, I could take Steve. I could definitely take Steve. <laughs> Steve will never listen to this. 
Yeah, he might. Uh, <laughs> we told them to exist. If know. I told him, we we mentioned him in an episode. Yes, definitely he'll listen to it. Mill McMullen is not on the IWBD, which is apparent by his overall look. Yeah, this, this is a guy that they literally just pulled off of some Canadian street. He probably speaks French, <laughs> yeah. so he, he's you know he has what is going on here. I do not know. <laughs> the mean streets of Hamilton. Just stand here. Well, you get beat up by Papa Shango, which I was surprised because they actually let Papa Shango wrestle. They did. They have the shots of all the kids scared of him. Yes. Uh, which I totally buy. If you've ever taken a, a small child to Disney World, they're terrified of everything. Certainly. He was pretty scary looking. He is scary looking. I, yeah. He's a big dude, number one. And then he's got all this, you know, bone stuff going on. So that was it was pretty scary. I have a greater respect for this character than I did at the time. I did not think Papa Shango was anything more than like a Tatanka level talent. Mm -hmm. Like you had a goofy gimmick. I never bought him as a main event player. Mm -hmm. But this feud with the Warrior and him walking into WrestleMania 8, I was like, why are they bringing in like this C-list dude in the middle of this main event and ruining the show? Like, I was really down on Shango. Mm -hmm. More I see him, I'm getting more into him. I could kind of, like, I've seen him as other characters, too. So I kind of, like, can get behind the dude, behind the, yeah. the face paint. It's a good example of somebody taking a gimmick that could have been really, really bad and making it really, really good. Yeah, he's trying his best to make it work. And it is. Yeah, he's not doing the uh, matador. Like, all right, I'm dressed up like this. I'm still no. Tito Santana. I don't know how to sell this at all. Yeah, but yeah, he does. He does the convulsions. Mm -hmm. He uses some flash paper, and Joe's knee gives out. Mm -hmm. There is a great poster. Twenty-one minutes and twenty-one seconds in. <laughs> oh yes, beware the curse with a drawing of the Ultimate Warrior puking on some dude. Beware the curse. Someone drew that. It looks like he's puking on some dude, but it looks like the the puke becomes the dude's hair. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's like the the uh, the mask of Papa Shango above it. <laughs> that was very creative. This guy was a Shango fan. Shango goes after the knee he cursed. Mm -hmm. There is a big slam shot of Shango that looks completely badass. They should use it as his poster. Mm -hmm. 21 minutes, 53 seconds in, mm -hmm. Shango slams the guy and stands over him, and he looks like King Kong. Yeah. Just looks vicious. And he's got the whole, like, after he does a little bit uh, of uh, damage to McMullen here, he's he even, like, has, like, this brooding walk mm -hmm. that he does sort of around him and then he goes you know up with the arms high and you know yells and it, it, he was definitely he he played the gimmick well and it, it fit like so because you know for the last couple of weeks we've seen him in matches and it wasn't even a match it was just like he'd set a guy on fire a guy's hands would be on fire or his feet would be on fire or something like that right but when it came comes down to actually seeing him wrestle he still has that sort of ominous way about him where where it it fits with the wrestling so he wasn't just all gimmick this is like the era of the bad finisher like his he does all these power moves his finisher is a shoulder breaker yeah which i swear to god this guy doesn't take very well i'm pretty sure he bounces off of his head <laughs> Oops. like he lands on his head before he hits the ground uh mcmullen getting got no offense in at all because he's already injured of course by quote unquote injured yeah he got cursed his knees cursed Ugh. But at least we got to see Shango wrestle. Yeah, and he looks tough. Yeah. Which, I, you know, it's a good thing they did that. Because if 
you had just week after week after week of him just cursing people and getting out of matches, you wouldn't really think he's a wrestling threat. Yeah. But ha- having him do both, curse the guy's knee, take out the knee, destroy the dude, look yeah. really menacing doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. Yeah, now I can believe that he is a formidable opponent for the warrior. You know, regardless of what trickery he's prepared to do to him uh, in the ring, knowing that the warrior has this curse on him. Yeah, he's cursed. This guy got cursed. It's on the mat now. Yeah. Yep, he's done. Immediately back to the event center. Yep, Sean's doing double duty quickly. Uh, we got Kerry Von Eric. A Texas Tornado promo. There's something behind the scenes that he expects me to know. <laughs> because now he's complaining about like time management. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Some people didn't think he was all that. Yeah. He's airing some issues that I'm not quite sure. <laughs> he's like those people who post those vague messages on Facebook about what, what's wrong with them. Yeah, I see that. This, yeah, this is, this is an early... There's something wrong with me promo, but I'm not going to quite let you know what it is. I'm going to do my best to try and hide it from you, even though I need to kind of air it out in, in a very vague way. I tried to let my my cell phone dictate this promo. So I don't know if I got the entire thing, but I think it's just funny because we can call this segment Samsung dictated Texas tornado promos. What Android thinks a wrestler says. What, what an Android thinks a wrestler says is this promo. The WrestleDroid 6000. <laughs> exactly. I think it's a lot funnier than me just sitting there typing it out word for word. Yeah, put them through the WrestleDroid. This is through WrestleDroid. So a lot of people wonder in the World Wrestling Federation how we keep the schedule. Have you gone night after night? how we go to the gym how we stay physically fit was because a lot of guts a lot of termination (laughs) and there's there's been a lot of people around here lately been challenging my guts and determination while invite you any of you to put your name on the dotted line when i came here to the world wrestling federation meanwhile there's no uh, periods in this whatsoever so this is just one run just run on carry set. rambling yes. <laughs> according to android 6000 <laughs> uh, i promised that that would fight any man that got my way any man that tried to stop me from going to the top that is my promise that i will fight any man 80 place and anywhere. 80 place 80 place anywhere. <laughs> 80 place just down the street it's right next to 70 place yeah <laughs> So I like that. I think I'm going to do that from from now on when I'm dictating some of these. Except for, well, well, what I'll do for the for the Warriors, I'll do the real one, and then I'll do the Android six thousand. Ric Flair's promo, he doesn't even put himself. He puts perfect over the whole time. Who right now can't wrestle? Yeah, yeah. Perfect's awesome. He's the immortal perfect. Exactly. A lot of slick Rick going on. Slick Rick. Slick. Yeah, I'm slick Rick. This is the immortal perfect. Weird promo. Yeah, it was a weird promo, but I mean, any Ric Flair promo is a good promo, and especially with Perfect, so I'll give it to him. All right. We're out of there pretty quick because we got Sarge versus Red Tight Barry Hardy. Barry Hardy is back. We've already seen him. We also know him as Executioner number two. Yes. He has quite a run. As, as the, the executioner. executioner hall of fame material the run as executioner too <laughs> the second run of the executioners because i think there were like three different versions of the executioners 
Just put a black mask on anybody. You're an executioner now. Apparently, uh, Sarge merch sells really good in Canada. Sergeant Slaughter's uh, whole, like, they got his t-shirt. Someone's wearing his helmet. My my whole thing was, of course, they would have a Sergeant Slaughter match on July 4th. Well, yeah, that makes sense. And Vince says, back here in the States, <laughs> Vince, you're not, you're not there. You're not in the States. You're in Canada. Third time already. Yeah, it is interesting them being in Canada and he's over so well. Like they're like, "Hey, we're from Canada, USA." It's yeah, it's a miracle. First of all, <laughs> he's he's out of the country, so you'd expect not to have the the uh, poppies having. Everybody's shaking his hand. Everybody's saluting. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is like the ultimate traitor bad guy. Twelve months ago, mm-hmm. and it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah, like this is the shortest memory of all time. I know people switch back and forth all the time, but this guy was unbelievably hated, like red hot, crazy heat. Yeah, in the first war, basically since Vietnam. Yeah, and he was taking the side of Saddam Hussein. Yeah, in the garb and everything, <laughs> and we're not a year out of there, and here he is over more than ever he's repented for his sins he's seen the light he has he has found the god of wrestling and the god of wrestling has told him no <laughs> you will not like saddam hussein anymore he's a bad guy repent sergeant repent 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 and so he did and now everybody loves him again i mean that was the day and age for this stuff it, you know you didn't have to do much to be loved by the audience as long as you did baby face things mm-hmm. you were a baby face as long as if you did heel things you were a heel there's just little inklings like that dude that liked papa shango the people last week we we mentioned that people were cheering for flair right. it wasn't until much much later that people just started liking whoever they wanted to like right at this this point wwf was telling us who to like and who to hate yeah and we bought it uh, we got a picture in picture, Sarge. We haven't had a picture in picture of an opponent. It's all been the guy who's in the ring so far. Yeah. Well, you get the you get to kill two birds there because you get to see the guy wrestle. So, uh, and of course, he looks like a million bucks because he's facing a red tight. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you also get to learn a little bit about him. So, you know, one of my favorite lines is he calls the mounty a royal mounted maggot. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, he's he's loving that line. He's that last week. I thought it was awesome too. Royal mounted maggot. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're at the like the end of Sergeant's career. He doesn't wrestle too much more after this, and he's not nearly. You know, he's out of shape. Mm-hmm. He's a different shape. He's mm-hmm. he was really yes looked like a bodybuilder typey guy. Yeah, now he looks like an eggplant. <laughs> he looks like an eggplant. He does look like an eggplant. <laughs> yeah, the body type ain't there, but he looks like he's doing damage. Like he, he still got it. Like he's moving around. He looks like he could still go. I was pretty impressed with Sergeant Slaughter. It's all in the chin, man. That's right. It's all in the chin. You got that strong chin. You can take down anybody. He uh, locks in uh, the GI Bill. Or uh. <laughs> Cobra Dollar Dream. Cobra. Cobra Clutch. It makes <laughs> sense. He was a GI Joe character. Yes, I get it. I get yeah. it. The Cobra. Cobra. Toss his poor Barry out of the ring after the match. I mean, he's already knocked about it. He throws him out. Why did he do that to him? Yeah, that was a, I thought that was a pretty heel move. 
for him to do being a baby face. He just gets rid of the trash. He does, throws him right out. Throws the trash out after the Cobra Clutch. The uh, Jason Voorhees of promotions won't stay dead. We get an ad for the WBF Championship video. Yeah, this thing's going to start haunting me in my dreams. <laughs> WBF. Uh, yeah. Uh, WBF. No! No, I'm going to like wake up in the middle of the night. My wife's just going to hit me. Stop thinking about bodybuilding, man. Mean Gene is out live, but he's wearing a different tie than he had in the update. How is that possible? I think they recorded him a different time. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Yeah, yeah Mean Gene comes out and he's going to do a uh, interview with the Repo Man. And the Repo Man decides to ride uh, a 10-speed out to his interview. Yeah, I was out. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, well, they, I immediately thought to myself, all right, he's got nothing. So he sees this 10-speed backstage. It's probably some wrestler's 10-speed backstage. And he's just like, can I borrow that for a second? I need something to talk about out there. Because even when he gets out there and he starts talking about, you know, you, you knew exactly what he was going to, that, that he repoed this from some poor idiot off the street it looked like he forgot the story he was supposed to say that yes right exactly exactly he's pausing and he's trying to like remember what the hell this bike's about and then he goes into the story and he starts rolling yeah but yeah for it was an awkward couple seconds when you realize like he's almost he's laughing too he's like i can't believe how ridiculous this is yeah like, what am i supposed to say about this bike yeah oh okay i remember and then he goes into it but you can definitely see yeah You've seen enough stage performances when you know the guy's like <laughs> kind of floundering for a second. He, he he lost his train of thought in there and it just kind of stopped and then he picked it up eventually, but it still did make sense. You know, the guy lost his uh, lost his job because he had to go to school or something like that. So he couldn't pay for the 10 speed. I'm like, how much did this 10 speed cost, by the way, that he had multiple payments on it yeah it gave me perfect line of the night though okay because repo's out there he's explaining that this 15 year old had finals (laughs) uh had to quit his job so he didn't fail out of school but since he quit his job he didn't have any money and couldn't pay for the bike so he had to repo it and perfect's like yeah that's that's the way it goes That's that's how it works. That's the way it goes. Why why are you sneaking up on these people? Like this is your job. Yeah. Uh, Repo ends it with a pretty good line. I'm gonna lock Davy Boy Smith in a car in the summer with the windows up. Because <laughs> he's a dog. That's awesome. That's a good line. I like that. <laughs> that's a good line. Because he's a dog. Because he's a dog. He's that's got good stuff. That is good stuff. When he says the line, the the uh, closed captioning goes to crowd cheering. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Lock up the dog in the heat. Yay! He also says he's gonna gonna get him fixed, which would have been a much better gimmick for Repo Man. Oof. The uh, <laughs> the neuterer. The neuterer. <laughs> you lose the match, and then uh, while you're out cold. Oh. You wake up backstage a little, a little snip snip. What happened? Oh no, that's unfortunate. <laughs> you do not want to lose against him. No, you cannot lose. <laughs> what are the scissors for? Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> Could have done like some sort of sleeper hold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just knock him out. Wakes up. The next time his opponent comes out, he's wrestling in a cone. <laughs> Segment twelve. Barry f-ing Horowitz. Woo! 
BFH. Red Light Royalty is out there on the stage, and he is living the high life right now. He's in sequins. Look at this jacket. Look at this man. Yes. This man is the greatest of all time as far as red tights go. He's got the sequence jacket on. He's even got a Mr. Perfect-like hand on the back of his jacket. Yeah. It says, this is my gimmick. I am the greatest shit. (laughs) (laughs) Of the worst wrestlers in the company, I'm the best. I'm the best, yes. I come in number one as the biggest loser (laughs) here. I'm, I'm the best at losing. I am the most awesome at losing, and I will love it. I'm pretty sure that's why they gets to wrestle Brett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put, like, one of the best red tights in the company against one of the best wrestlers in the company. Dude, I think Barry Barry could have been somebody, man. I mean, he's got he's got a decent look. You know, he's got a he's got a okay gimmick. You know, just he's all he's ego. He's full ego. I get it. Okay, it just I don't know why he never stuck as like a a wrestler that could have been somebody. They tried. Yeah, you get the uh, Horowitz wins Horowitz wins from mm-hmm. Jr. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. Uh, crowd loves heart, but it's Canada. Oh, of course. A Canadian flag almost went into the frame and then they cut, cut away from it. So, <laughs> well, because it's July 4th, 4th of July and we're in America, but we're not, but we're not picture in picture of Brett during the Brett match calls out Shawn Michaels, which, okay. I, I wish I could have seen this early feud between the two of them. Yeah. I know they have somewhere in the, in the archives on the, on WWF, they have like a series of. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels matches, and one of the early ones is the Hart Foundation against the Rockers. Yeah, uh, the the Rockers beat them for the championship, and it never aired. Mm. The ropes broke, so nobody can do like nobody could do any of their moves. Yeah, the match completely fell apart. Vince didn't want it airing, even though they did the title switch. So the Hart Foundation actually lost the belts, but didn't lose the belts because since it never aired, they just. And hmm. it didn't happen. Just gave it back to him. Yes, because yeah, we get the five moves of Doom, and and that's it. Like most most of Hart's match is during the picture in picture, and then we get to the sharpshooter, and mm-hmm. there goes Barry. Oh, oh, Barry. We hardly knew you. Oh, Razor Ramon, save us from this hell. Razor's outfit, dude. Oh, early '90s to the max, man. This is Will Smith's outfit. Oh, I said that. I said that. I was like, this is straight out of Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah. And like 20% of Mr. T's gold. Yeah. 20% and some beads on there too. Starts the promo going, I'm like Adam in the garden. And he picks up corn. <laughs> Oops. Like not an apple, really? <laughs> Speaking of which. Yeah. At the end of the thing, he spits fruit at a guy. Yeah. Carlito's been biting his style, man. Oh, it's... Carlito's a perpetrator. Uh, yeah, Carlito jacked this whole thing. He did. Car... <laughs> I just like, I like looking at the people in the background. Trying to get on TV? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people in the background. Then there's a whole like line of them to his right. Yes. While this one guy's sitting there playing with the potatoes. And there's a whole bunch of guys just like waiting on the side. They're probably waiting to you know shop at the market but they're like now we got to clear everybody out so we can do this silly gimmick promo where he gets to spit at this guy for taking whatever he wants 
I take what I want, man. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody's looking in the background like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, they're doing this whole thing so Razor can steal some fruit and everybody's too afraid to, to ask him to pay for it. Yeah. But since he's at a fruit stand, Razor actually like hits his head on the thing that... It's like one of those baggy dispensers and it's in his way. Yes. And he's swiping at it in the middle of his promo. <laughs> oh. oh, it won't die, man. It won't die. You gotta want it. Body stars. I, d I don't want it. I don't want it. I want it to go away. New time. That's why I think the end is near. I, I hope so. Make, make that new time never. Yeah. <laughs> I will watch it when it's never. I don't know what Vince's obsession was with this. He likes bodybuilding. That's his thing. But why did he think like other people would like that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Has he seen his audience? They're all, <laughs> all like fat schlubs. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, anyway. We go on to our next match, and we do have a little bit more uh, red tight royalty in here in the in the squared circle with the Beverly Brothers. We've got Scotty Too Hottie. Ah, I keep on forgetting it's Scotty Too Hottie. I'm like, Scott Taylor, I know you're somebody. Yeah, Scott Taylor becomes Scotty Too Hottie and uh, Apollo. Bill Apollo. Doesn't look like Carl Weathers at all, so I was a little confused there. <laughs> hey, yo, Apollo, yeah. <laughs> with uh, this guy, Duati. Bill Apollo uh, has 59 matches, uh, according to the IWBD, um, and is not Carl Weathers, as I have. He's, he's not. Yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of in his prime right now. His matches were between 1987 and 1995, so he's like right there at the time. That's a big career. That's long. How many matches? Yeah. It says 59. In 10 years? Yeah. The five matches a year? I guess he just kind of, you know, wrestled when they came around. Yeah, something like that. As I said, it, it could it could be inaccurate. That's just what that site says. And, you know, anything on the internet is true. So Everything in the internet, yes. Yeah. It's flat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fredo Marcho comes out with the Beverly's, sans uh, magical tigers. Uh, they don't give him the opportunity to say a poem before. Either that or it was just cut out. Maybe they just realized that was a horrible, horrible part of his gimmick. Yes. Straight beat down. Just mm -hmm. right away. Yep. And once again, the Beverly's look good. Man. It's another it's another good match for him. They they are good wrestlers. They are, both of them. Giving them a better gimmick. It's the greatest Ugh. finisher. I love this finisher. They're yeah, throwing the guy up and spiking him head first into the mat. It look it even it's one of those moves where you can't possibly think it's actually happening for real, and it probably isn't. Yes, but it looks even better on the replay. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yep. Oh, he does a he does the guillotine across the top rope, throws 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 Scotty too hotty, uh to clothesline himself basically. Up oh, here comes, bam! Oh, I love that move. Yeah, I love that move. And then they just pose. You know what? The pose that they do over top of Scotty Tuhati at the end could use a couple of tigers, and they'd be right there. Yeah. They, <laughs> should, they really should have gone with the Vegas magic gimmick. Yeah. Uh, they do the LOS paint job on the guy with a, a mohawk. The genius gets in the ring only to get out the other side because they just kind of left him there by himself. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I would have. I would have. Dude, they're painting him across his mouth. He's got his mouth open. I hope that's not lead-based paint. Oy. Uh, we're out of there, and we're in the event center for the final time. We got uh, promo number one by uh, Tatanka. He will revenge. Okay, so you want to hear the Android 6000? Yeah. <laughs> this is the Android 6000. I, I did a couple of, of updates on this one, but next time I am not 
fixing this now that I know that this is what I have to do. So my ultimate goal when I came to the World Wrestling Federation was to be the leader of the new Indian nations of Tatankas. Felt that he's made his people very proud, but I want to climb to the top of that mountain. And I have one. What mountain was he talking? I, I'm still confused there. Everybody's climbing a mountain and going to the top. They're all climbing. Yes. Thanking the fans. And and I have one step. Wait, I have to do this with his movements too. And unfortunately, we're not a visual podcast, but it just makes more sense because it's like he's dancing yeah. during this whole thing. He's doing his own sign language. Like, My ultimate goal when I came to the World Wrestling Federation was to be the leader of the new Indian nations of Tatanka felt that he's made his people very proud, but I want to climb to the top of that mountain. And I have one step that I must talk up. The model might tell Martel all the woods are held, but their scores still left in my heart, still left through all my people and more tell when we meet in the squared circle, Martel, I guess that's what that should be. It says Martel. <laughs> when we meet in the squared circle, are avenge me and my people and make all my people found again. Someone tell the buffaloes coming after you. The buffaloes coming. And I'm going to run over you and make you extinct. Yes. I feel like that made more sense than his actual promo. It was close. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to imagine how he talks. <laughs> Go to a uh, middle school choir concert that is really heavy in the choreography. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Emoting. Yeah. That was all. He learned that in sixth grade. He did. He did. Yeah. Imagine a middle school with choreography singing uh, Let the River Run by from the Working Girl movie. <laughs> That's the time. Uh, yeah, it is. Promo two is uh, the Mountie, and for some reason, Jimmy Hart. Yes, Jimmy Hart, just because. Jimmy Hart starts off this promo and then just lets the Mountie take it. I still don't think the Mountie understands his own gimmick. <laughs> no. Because he'll just go back to the... Uh, if he doesn't know what to talk about, he just says that he's the Mountie. I'm the Mountie. Yeah, I'm the Mountie. So that's all you need to know. There's, there's some uh, hometown love given in this promo. Mm-hmm. He's calling the um, the shock stick the Great American Scream Machine, <gasps> the classic Great Adventure Six Flags roller coaster. Mm, I've been on that. That's right. He's not the Mountie. He's from Jersey. Mountie, I have seen the Great American Scream Machine, and that is no Great American Scream Machine. <laughs> no, <laughs> roller coaster. It is not. It is not. I mean, maybe for some people, but not not for me. <laughs> Once again, Sean Mooney gets to end the show. So. God, I, I, I wonder how long it takes them to realize that they've got to start ending with some sort of chaos. Because they did it the one week mm-hmm. with the Undertaker Berserker, and it worked. If they could do that a few more times, maybe they would get it. That that that's a good way to get people to watch next week. I don't know. Hey, we're trying to sell. We're selling tickets still. We're not. Uh, we're not selling. Tune in next week. We're selling uh, the Spectrum. Yeah. It was an okay standalone show. 
if you're just watching this for the first time, you'd be entertained. If you're hoping that this story was going to get somewhere, nothing really advanced. And that's my whole thing. In, in our day of watching these things and getting payoffs fairly quickly, you know, these two people are having a feud. So we're going to put them in a tag team match with these two people that are having a feud as opposed to giving them the singles match just yet or, uh, you know, the gimmick match, whether it's a, uh, you know, a, a hell in the cell or or last man standing or whatever like that like that's what you get to see for the pay-per-view but you will get to see these people fight on regular tv fairly soon uh and even if it's not in a match there will be some kind of blow off uh you know fight at some point we don't see that no and we haven't seen that at all yeah the only thing we have seen is the undertaker berserker kind of had a match and now we're building up to I guess a match at some point that we're not even going to see. And that's what these all are. They're building to matches that you would see on the house show circuit. Right. That we are not going to see. Obviously we saw the the card for SummerSlam, which is coming up. And even um, I forgot to mention that in the repo interview, he alludes to uh, SummerSlam and, and meeting the British bulldog at SummerSlam. That doesn't happen. No, because bulldog is going to win the intercontinental championship from Brett. I, I'm hoping we get something out of this show. I, I realize they're trying to sell tickets to go see the house shows, and then maybe you'll get the blow-offs for these. But it feels like these shows have to lead somewhere. You'd hope. And right now, it's just like, you hope. And they're not. You know, they're not doing anything uh, as far as, as leading anywhere. They're just kind of, it's the same thing over and over and over again. I would like to see at least something else that builds the story besides you stole my feather six weeks ago. I am still angry at you. So eventually I will get to fight you. Okay. Well, what else did he do besides, you know, in his promo calling you something racist? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's my takeaway. That's my takeaway. So as a kid, like, you would never see the end of the, the match. You would never see the end of this. No, you no. have had to go to the show. It's like, you know, I'm interested to see like how they do that transition. I, I guess that's the thing. That's the payoff for me right now is how does the transition, because you don't see the, the blow off to the end of this, how, how does the transition to the next feud happen on these shows? Or do they continue to do this through SummerSlam, even though those aren't their feuds? right now i don't know i'm interested that's what's bringing me back next week <laughs> this is this is my 45 year old self reflecting on my 13 year old self that just didn't give a damn and just wanted to see people kick the shit out of each other now you realize hey i never saw the end of any of these matches. Yeah, i never saw the end of these matches yes that's hilarious yeah if i think about it yeah it didn't we could probably hunt through the network and find the end of these feuds. And find the end of these feuds somewhere. I would like to do that. Eventually. Once they once they transition into their next feud, we might have to do that. Yeah, if one of the superstars starts um, doing matches for SummerSlam and we haven't mm -hmm. seen the blow-offs, we'll find them. We will find these matches. All Very right. good. Back to this show. Yeah. I'll just snip all that shit out. Yeah, that was um, a segue. <laughs> <laughs> The highlight for me is actually Martel and Razor. 
because Martel actually put on a pretty good show. Mm -hmm. And Razor, we just know what he's going to become. Yeah, we do know what he's, he's going to become. I like the Beverly Brothers. I just think they, they kick ass. Yeah, that was my best match. I think. Yeah. Red Tight of the Night had to be uh, BFH. And Very fucking Horowitz. Horowitz is the man. Horowitz is the man seconded by the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Brawler, but Horowitz beats you by it. He's got a little edge on you. Yes. It's the slap on the back. Bronze medal goes to Gilberg. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, bronze medal. Scott Taylor with a close fourth. Yes. <laughs> so close. Could have medaled. Next week, we have the show from like two weeks ago. We get Money Incorporated, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Nails with a Z. I forgot it's a Z. Uh, and LOD. LOD. So I'm guessing, imagine if you watched Superstars every other week. You would see the same exact people. It would be like Groundhog Day. Yeah, it would. You would see the same. It certainly would. Well, it's LOD again uh here they here they come again well we can only hope that something something may occur that might be a little bit different in next week's episode otherwise you know as i as i said at the beginning it's getting harder and harder to make fun of this shit <laughs> here comes martel again yeah here it comes again i don't know why tataka just hasn't gotten his stuff back they're in the same place right now Wait, wait, am I in Penn State? What? <laughs> I haven't left. I've actually been there for the last 25 years. But uh, Vince, you're not in America right now. Uh, and he still won't be in America next year, next week. This is true. Still be in Canada. You're trapped in Canada. He'll still be in Ontario. Yeah. Oof. Well, Sayonara Undertaker. Sayonara Undertaker. Shawn Michaels has left the building. Word. <laughs> <laughs>